Innan vi drar igång, gillar du Skivsnack så var gärna med och stötta podden så vi kan fortsätta producera den framöver. Länk till vår crowdfunding hittar du på skivsnack.com Ja, många gånger upptäcker man musik via sin partner. Det kan vara sambo, kan vara fru, kan vara man. Och ett äkta par som brinner lika dedikerat för musik och skivor det är Johanna Platov Andersson och Nicke Andersson i bandet Lucifer. De är gäster i detta avsnitt där ämnet är just album jag upptäckt genom min partner. Jag heter Stefan Sundberg och detta är Skivsnack. And we're going to do this episode in English since uh, you, Johanna, are from Germany. So, Johanna and Nicke, welcome to Skivsnack. Tack. Thank you. This episode is about records you've discovered through your partner. Has it been hard to uh, pick albums? Not really. No. And I know exactly what songs Nicke serenaded me with that he sent to me when we started seeing each other. So the albums that I picked up, things that I got into because he sent me songs when he, we started seeing each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were talking about a little before we went into the studio that you actually met through your your love of music and, and records. Yeah, what else is there? <laughs> that's that's where it starts. That's where it starts. <laughs> and you picked uh, albums, five albums each, but before we go into them, I'm going to give you the uh, the five quick questions I always always give to my guests. So we start with you, Jana. All right. Uh, first album you bought with your own money? I don't know which album exactly it was, but uh, I was a huge Madonna fan before rock and metal stole me and took me over to the dark side. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, a record that was a big disappointment when you bought it? I don't think I ever bought an album without knowing what I'm getting. Okay. Because <clears throat> when I was a teenager, I didn't have a lot of money to buy a lot of records. So I would borrow albums from friends and copy them onto cassette tapes. And the few actual vinyl albums, um, because when I was a teenager, the vinyl, even vinyl singles was still a thing, um, and then later CDs, um, I always knew what, I, what I'm going to buy because there was only so much money available to buy an actual physical product yeah. of a band. So <clears throat> I don't think I ever bought anything disappointing. That's good. Most recent album you bought? The latest Black Mountain album on vinyl. What's the name of that one? Do you remember? Thank you for putting me on the spot. I didn't need to. <laughs> it, has a, it, has a speak, it has a great cover. There's a huge giant speaker. It oh, kind one. of has similar colors as your new album. I'm, <laughs> I, I remember how it looks. Um, I don't remember the title. But. Okay. The record you've listened to the most? Um, it's probably... Is, is that ever? Ever? Ever. Okay. It's probably Rumors, Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Uh, and last one, the band or the artist you bought the most records by? Fleetwood Mac. Nikki, your turn. The first album you bought with your own money? Uh, I don't remember which Kiss album, so it's a little similar to Johanna's Madonna albums. Because um, the first one I got uh, was Rock and Roll Over, and then for every weekly allowance, I bought another one. Okay. So... <laughs> I don't know. I guess I went by looks, so it could have been Kiss Alive or maybe even Gene Simmons' solo album. Okay. <laughs> so I I don't remember which one exactly. But a Kiss album. Yes. Same for me. Unmasked, actually. Uh, a record that was a big disappointment. I have a similar thing to you, Anna, there, because when, I mean, you couldn't buy a lot of albums growing up being a teenager. So you kind of 
a lot of times, I mean, back then you actually went to a record store to buy it. So there was always, uh, you, you could always listen to it there. So in that sense, you knew what you were what getting you yeah. or you you heard it before. Um, I'm trying to think if there was any of the Kiss albums that maybe was disappointing. I mean, I even like the Peter Chris solo album. because How's, how's that possible? <laughs> because he's the drummer in Kiss. <laughs> He's the cat. Yeah. You know? Fair enough. That, and, uh, that just reminds me of Niflheim. What's the best Iron Maiden album? It's yeah, the longest the one. The longest one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is, that's quantity. Maybe I was disappointed listening to a record in a store, but then I didn't buy it. Oh, okay. You okay. know? The, the most recent album you've bought? I think home. I bought a Kiss bootleg. <laughs> uh, the record you've listened to the most ever? I think maybe it would be... Never mind the bollocks or Road to Ruin by the Ramos. Okay. And last one, the band or the artist you bought most albums by? Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go uh, to your record choices here. I have to ask you, since you live together, do you have separate record collection or have you merged them together? They're merged. They're merged. But then also I noticed today that you have some over there in the cabinet that are mostly yours. Yes, the reason for this is that our record collection still needs a little bit of cleaning up because they are um, um, organized by letter, but within the letter A, it's not organized, which is a huge pain in the ass. So I do have a little stash on the side where I know I can get that album fast if I want to. Uh Yeah, Yeah, so when you want to find an artist that starts with S... It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. Yep. <laughs> it's one of these Are we in Gothenburg? Yeah. <laughs> but have you ever ever come to, to a situation where I don't want to put this album into our collection because it's so bad? No. No, I do have quite a few bad records, but they're so bad, so I can't sell them either. So I might as well <laughs> just keep them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's get going. Joanna, you want to start? I can start, Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Ted Nugent's debut album from uh, 1975, self-titled. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> and luckily, many years away from when it started to become clear that maybe he's a little bit of a questionable <laughs> character <laughs> in some aspects of life. Um, um, but he was an awesome rocker and um, I never really paid attention to him until Nick... Uh, Um, made me a playlist and there was two songs on that playlist and there was Snakeskin Cowboys and Stormtroopin uh, from this debut album and um, yeah they are, they are straight on rockers and it's um, it's so good that I can maybe not forgive him for his <laughs> character traits but um I wouldn't throw this album out. <laughs> also, you could also good. put in in, uh, in in another perspective that we don't know how his view on the world was when he recorded that album. Ah, that's you, true. You, know, you don't know that. No. Yeah. Was What? it just his first album you you fell for, or is it the whole discography you started to to check out after after you? I mean, I did not turn into a Ted Nugent specialist. Maybe I need to uh, sit down more with it. Uh, of course, there's more. Um, but this was the the obvious one that, that really hit my nose onto it. Um, 
I, I do think that out of his, his solo albums, there is good stuff on mm. all of the 70s ones, but this has the most good songs on it, I yep. think. Mm-hmm. Snakeskin Cowboys by Ted Nugent, Johanna's first choice of albums she discovered through her partner, which is you, Nicky. And now it's your turn. Okay. So, what am I going to start with? I th- Well, I think I'm going to start with Fleetwood Mac. And this is the... Because uh, from my knowledge, they have made two self-titled albums, which is a bit confusing. So... Right. They, they had one during the Peter Green incarnation exactly. as well. Yeah. So this is the first with uh, Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm not an expert. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, I mean, I, I've, um, I mean, a lot of people I, well, some people I know have always said that, well, you, you need to have rumors in your collection. It's that good. And I was never, you know, when I when I'm not interested in getting into a band, I'm just not interested because yeah. it's not it's a time and place for everything. Yeah, because you you you, you got to have heard about Fleetwood Mac before you met Johanna. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I but it just wasn't on my radar, you know. It was like, yeah, some other time maybe. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> when I was a teenage metalhead, if you would have told me that I'm that Fleetwood Mac will be my most listened to band, I would have um shown you the bird. <laughs> yeah. So, um But then when uh, we met, I realized how how big of a fan Johanna was, and so I that was more like okay, that must mean something. Yeah. And I really like it now. And and this one, I mean, I like rumors too. But I think because this one has Rhiannon, which I think that's the first song by this era Fleetwood Mac that that uh, convinced me that this is really good.
Rhiannon, Fleetwood Mac from the 1975 Fleetwood Mac album. Nicky's first choice for today. Johanna, you're up. I'm up. Um, I'm going to pick um, the Bob Seger System One Grail album, which is um, his third album. So there was two songs that Nicky had sent to me. One is called Lucifer. Um, of course I like it, but it's also actually the best song of this album, I think. Yeah. It's a it's a true rocker. And um, Teaching Blues. I can't say so much about the rest of Bob Seger's um, discography. Uh, so all the nerds, they can't say anything about me. Why <laughs> if, I, if I give, give this disclaimer now, because I, I just don't know uh, much more, but I do like this album a lot. Well, I think... Because these are the not-so-known albums. He got very popular in the States after this, somehow, when he had the Silver Bullet band. Yeah. And then it, I guess it's more of a, I don't know, more of a Bruce Springsteen-type grown-up music. Yeah. Yeah. But this is full-on, like, rock, R&B. You know, he's a screamer, you know, okay. and it's really good. And that album before, Ramblin' Gamblin' Man, it's, it's, uh, it's also really good. He did two more albums before this, I yes, think. Yes, he did two albums in 69, and then he did Mongrel in 1970. Yeah. And, and then uh, I saw a review in a Rolling Stone magazine where they said about Mongrel that this is his most rocking album so far. Uh, and it's, it's it really out. good. And uh, so ev- everyth- uh, everyone should, uh, if they're interested, they should check out Bob, Bob Seger pre-Silver pre Bullet Silver. Band. I should do that because I only have records from the Silver Bullet Band era. They're okay, but it's maybe a little too too polished sometimes. It's, it's and a, a little, little elevator music, right? That's yeah. what you th- associate with Bob Seger if you don't know him so much, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because they have ballads, yacht rock ballads. Right, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah! <laughs> Bob Seger system and the song Lucifer from the album Mongrel from 1970. I, th- that was 
very reminiscent of uh, Credence, actually. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Could also be a Rocky Erickson song. Yeah, yeah a little bit. A little bit. It's good. Okay, Nikia, what's next? Since I talked about the second self-titled Fleetwood Mac album and that Johanna got me into this, she also told me about this album that was recorded before Stephen X and Lindsey Buckingham joined Fleetwood Mac, and this I'd never heard about. So this is their album, uh, just called Buckingham Nix, and this is really good too. Yeah, um, and that's a hard record to come by. Yeah, this is a. I found a reissue. I was so for, happy when you got that for me because I always wanted to have this on vinyl. Yeah, the 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 original ones cost a fortune. <laughs> I saw that. It's such a good album, and it's like all killer, no filler. It, no, it's I've, just Lindsay's yeah. guitar playing is so iconic there already. Yeah, it's it's great, and the uh, my favorite song. It's the one you showed me first, and that's long, long distance. distance winner. Yes. Yeah, that's the that's the one. So if you have any interest in Fleetwood Mac, and you missed out on this like I did, it's it's a tip of the week. They actually brought some of the songs from this album on to Fleetwood Mac. They did. Yeah, Crystal, I think is a is a song they took. I think it's on. The is it on this one? Yes, it is. Mm. So they re-recorded it with Fleetwood Mac. I have to compare them when we get home. Uh, which song do you say we had? A Long Distance song? Winner. Buckingham Nicks, long distance winner from the album Buckingham Nicks from 70, 73, pre Fleetwood Mac. It's good, very good. Yes. And I must say, Lindsey Buckingham is a very underrated guitar player. You, you can hear very, very quickly that it's him. Yeah, he has playing. this unique yes. thing that's so important mm. to stand out, and he really does, I think. Sometimes he gets like almost too quirky, especially later on when he tried to have 
turn Fleetwood Mac a little bit more into an experimental band with or, Tusk. Or, yeah, yeah, or a little right? bit new wave. And then, <laughs> yeah, so from Tusk on, he starts to show a little bit too much of his quirky tastes, and that became... Um, a little bit annoying in the 80s. And then um, also you got the 80s snare sounds and, yeah. and, then it's, yeah. and it's all downhill. <laughs> yeah. But he has this interesting way of playing. He's not playing with a pick, I think. He's like playing with his fingers, yeah. two fingers yes. in some mm-hmm. way. Before we go on, uh, how often do you go record shopping? Or, and do you do it together? Or? We do it. Uh, it hasn't been so much lately. Because of the pandemic, but uh, we we do when we when there's time we we do. Yes, when we crawl out from underneath our rock. <laughs> but um, you know um, when when touring resumes, usually when we are on tour and we travel and we pass a record shop, we are always tempted to go in and look. Um, so if we could, we we would probably shop a lot more. Uh, yeah, we do occasionally buy online as well. You know. Yeah, there's something we feel we need to have. Mm-hmm. So, but with with two diehard music fans living together, how do you how do you do when like you Anna maybe I want to listen to this album? No, I want to listen to this album. Says Nikki. No, it's usually you know one of us says, "Can I put some music on?" Yeah, sure. Any preferences? And we both of us usually say, "No, you pick." Okay. And yeah, it, because it's overlapping so much or tastes. There's very few things where one of us goes, "Oh no, this is horrible." But <laughs> when when I've been out, uh, you know, getting my son from school or or whatever, I have uh, my going guilty shop, pleasures. Shopping, <laughs> and I come home. There's usually 80 Stevie Nicks blasting <laughs> on the stereo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that has, has happened more than once. That has turned, I would always say, my guilty pleasures. But then again, I shouldn't give a fuck about any <laughs> no. the tastes anymore. No, I do. Somehow, it's my um, my motivational uh, music when I have to do chores around the house. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stevie Nicks is perfect to clean your toilet too. And it's funny because when I clean the toilet, I prefer no music because oh, okay. it's then it's like toilet music. No. I, uh, I think you do, you do the wrong association. Yeah, Toilets, music. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I put on way more music than Nika does, though. Actually, yes, because sometimes I feel I, my ears needs rest. Okay. And I think I mostly listen to music in the car, mm. uh, which is a little bit sad when I think about it. But we're also very busy. Yeah, yeah we, we are. But do you, do you Nika, have uh, guilty pleasures you play when Johanna's out of the house? Which you uh, haven't gotten her, gotten th- her to get into. I, I think I'm too old to be to have any guilty pleasures. <laughs> you know, I I it, I, you, I I guess I used to have, but now I don't feel guilty at all. Uh, I mean, I think we there's most of the stuff we 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 like both of us, and then maybe because I'm a really big new model army fan. And I don't think you dislike it, but it's not so much... I'm not a fan, know, but, no, it, exactly. but I also have no problem with it. Yeah, it's not like you... You know, it, w- it wouldn't be like if any one of us would put on red or chili peppers, then we would have a problem. Okay. Um, <laughs> but we don't. Which, which is very, very funny because the new Helicopters album was coming out the same day as the new red or chili peppers. Okay, let's change the subject. <laughs> what a curse. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, it's funny. Yeah, I just have this... 
thing with that band. I don't like them okay. one bit. Shall, that, we, uh, shall we go to your next pick, Joanna? Yeah, and, third? Uh, April Wine from Canada and their album Electric Jewels, which is um, another third album in my list today. Uh, it's from uh, 1973. And Nika had sent me a song called uh, The Band Has Just Begun, which is, uh, funnily, the last song on this album. Um, yeah, that's I, weird. <laughs> yeah, I actually have never heard of April Wine then when Nika sent me that song, uh, which is shameful because it's such a good band, and um, I know that in Canada they they are way bigger than I mean me as a German. I have never heard of them, um, <clears throat> but then again, I'm probably also not nerdy enough. But um, apparently, this Electric Jewels album was really hard to find because Nika didn't have it. And when I when I heard about it uh, through a friend, uh, he had given me two songs of it, and then I found it online. The whole album, realized the whole album's good, but I could never see it. Yeah. Anyway. But then. But then I went to Los Angeles and I found it in a record shop there. Okay. And I was so happy that I have a gift for my new boyfriend Nick uh, <laughs> that I brought back. <clears throat> so yeah, so that's a really cool album from the 70s. And Apple Wine is one of these examples that in the 80s they made. Um, some good albums as well and one of them is called Nature of the Beast which I think is a really cool album um, but here we go again with the 80s production they have but, some really dorky keyboards but that one is early 80s this so is from 1980 is it from 81 it's from 81 the 80s didn't start until 82, 83 oh, something. Yeah. Yeah. so sound, sound wise you don't have that horrible snare sound But Yet. it already has the really dorky keyboards. And uh, there's this one song called Caught in a Crossfire, where it's kind of like a robot yeah, but that's okay. sound. <laughs> and it has Sign of the Gypsy Queen, which is also a really cool song. Um, heavy metal disco favorite. <laughs> um, so, uh, so what are we going to listen to uh, from this Electric Jewels album? The band has just begun. Band has just begun. April Wine from the album Electric Jewels, was it? Yeah, from yeah. 1973. That's good. It's really cool. Really cool. Mm -hmm. Your third choice, Nikki. What do you have? Um, so I we have <laughs> gone through that. I don't like the 80s that much, uh, be, mostly because of uh, the the sonic aspects of. Uh, 
horrible snare drums reverb and and stuff and when we when we met um johanna mentioned have you listened to journey and me being like it's like no i don't like journey <laughs> it, it's i don't like, like aor <laughs> That's, you, know, you know yeah no and which i don't and and it uh, turns out yes i don't like the journey i've heard but then she put on I'm not sure. I'm, I brought two albums here, so I'm gonna continue. But I don't remember which one she played me the first. I think it's probably this one because you play this the whole way through. And uh, this is the first Journey album, and I've never seen it uh, in a record store or anything. Or maybe I just overlooked it because it said Journey on it. I don't know. But t this is a completely different band, and the um, I. Don't really like the '80s singer's voice, no, uh, Perry. Steve Perry. Mm -hmm. Steve yeah. Perry. Uh, yeah, it's a little too yacht rock for me. Yeah, but this is like a complete different band. This yeah, he, is, he wasn't in the band at this point. Right? No, 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 it's no. a different singer. So the thir first uh, three albums had someone else singing. Yeah, I don't know who it is, <laughs> but that singer I really like, and it's very heavy. It's a tad progressive, but still on the right side of the fence. And this came out 75, okay. which is a pretty good year for 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 good albums, and uh, it's amazing, it's especially the first song uh, of a lifetime. Yes, <laughs> see, I don't even, <laughs> even remember the title, of it, but that <laughs> song is amazing, and the rest of it too.
It's actually, uh, I used to DJ a lot in Berlin and <clears throat> I used to run a heavy metal club night. And then, of course, you need like, you know, the proper rockers so people can actually dance. But sometimes I also DJ at bars and that's when I can play a song like this one of a lifetime. And people would always come up to me and ask me, what is this? This is so good. And mm. I'd be like, you wouldn't believe it, but it's Journey. Oh my God. That's <laughs> actually funny. I had that one time when I uh, I played with uh, Imperial State Electric. We were in Philadelphia, I think. So we were at this uh, venue, small bar. Uh, after sound check, we had dinner and this song came on because the DJ had already started. I was like, this is really good. This is something I like. So I walked up to him and said, so what are you playing? It's And he almost looked a little shamed. It's Foreigner. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> so then I realized Foreigner also had some rocking stuff on the yeah. album. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, but uh, it was funny because he was almost like, yeah, it's Foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> now you're going into the South. Yes, Southern rock of the 70s um, is something that um, I never paid attention to until Nick and I got together. And now it's kind of out of control. We, we mostly listen to Southern rock and country. Even Spotify says to me, you know, your top genres were... <laughs> yeah, it's not metal, it's not hard rock, it's, it's, it's Southern, Southern rock, rock and Southern, country. Yeah. <laughs> well, why didn't you have paid any, any attention to it before? Because I was just such a metalhead. I, I think maybe... Um, <clears throat> When you're from Germany, these are not famous bands in Germany. So then you have to be kind of a nerd to find out about this stuff. So I don't think I had anybody around me saying, hey, you should listen to the Outlaws. Um, I don't think they were big in Europe. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I've never heard of Outlaws. Oh, okay. you're in for a treat. Oh, yeah. yeah, exciting. So, so yes, this band's call, called uh, The Outlaws. And this album is from 1980. It's called Ghost Riders. They are from Florida, like many of the southern rock bands. There's one song on this um, album, it's called Angels Hide. And that is... That's really good. It's really good. I mean, um, I I still um, don't know the discography by heart, by, by the Outlaws, but every whatever we put um, Outlaws on, it's... Um, it's beautiful. The, the melodies, maybe sometimes the singer... Um, is kind of <laughs> um, he's so American it's almost uh, he's overdoing it sometimes a little bit well, but, here's uh, the but thing. in a charming way well, here's the thing they got three singers and there's one of right, them that's really annoying okay because he has too much vibrato mm -hmm. so uh, I always skip those songs <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have three three singers in uh, simultaneously in the band. Yeah, yeah and, okay. and uh, which is great because there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of harmonies. It's almost sometimes with the outlaws you almost get it's southern rock, but you almost get a little bit of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young feel because okay. of the harmonies. All right. But what I love so much about southern rock is that because I'm such a sucker for melodies, and there is so many harmonies, and there's twin guitars, and there's um, there's so many interesting um, melodies in there. And but it's also so sincere. So you feel. I mean, maybe in Europe you would say it's like a working class kind mm. of where it's coming from, right? These are all like you know, um, regular boys. But the craftsmanship as musicians is so overwhelmingly good and it is so soulful in their, not as in soul music, but soulful as um, the, the, sin, the how much heart is in it. You hear that in the, the lyrics, the way it's performed and um, yeah. you, they mean it. It's sincere, it's um, 
usually they're not show-offs. Um, I have discovered quite a few bands. There's another band also from Florida, from Jacksonville, called um, 38 Special, mm -hmm. which maybe you would like as an AOR, because they are kind of bordering a little bit more. To, they're very Gradually. catchy. Gradually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, The Outlaws, um, you have to check it out. It's really good. Um, okay. What are we going to listen to from the, what is it called, Ghost, Ghost Riders? Ghost Riders? The album's called yeah. Ghost, Ghost Riders. Riders, yes. Um, I think you should check out Angels Hide. Angels Hide from the album Ghost Riders, was it called? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. By the Outlaws. That's good. I like it. Uh, Nicky, you're up. Yeah. And I'm uh, going back to the journey. You're staying with journey. Yeah, yeah. I'm staying with journey. Because this is, if I'm not mistaken, this could be the third album. I don't even think it's the second. But I'm not sure. The, the nerds, please fill in the gaps. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a third one called "Look at the Future." I think I don't know in which order, but it, no, it is but it is three we're yeah, talking about yeah. right before the unholy three. Yeah, the the good three, <laughs> and uh, I think uh, when I was still suspicious of Journey, Johanna played me a song called "Karma." And that made me... But I didn't tell you what it is. No. I, I played the song and I said, you have to guess what band this is. Yeah, no, and he was I like, that's, that's a really good song. He, mm -hmm. he said it. Yeah. What, what did you think it was? Did you have any guess? No, it just sounded like a really good 70s, you know... Heavy you rock. Know, heavy kinda. rock, very inspired by Jimi Hendrix, you know, really heavy and awesome. So uh, that made me... That sealed the deal. I am now officially a Journey fan. A Journey fan. Yes. Of the three first album, Journey, that is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and this was called Next, was it? Yeah. Uh, it's called Next. So yeah. it could be the second album, could be the third. Um, Which year is this? Uh, 
Oh, then it is the third album because this is 77 and this is 75, the one we talked about before. So, of course, you know, since bands released albums every year. Every year, yeah. <laughs> Journey with Karma from the album Next from 1977 from the nowadays diehard Journey fan, Nicky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Johanna, you have uh, one album left yes. and we're going to stay in the south. We're going to stay in the south. Uh, this is Blackfoot from Jacksonville and uh, this is their third album. We have a thing with uh, the third albums of Apparently, bands today. Yeah. <laughs> this is from the year 1979. Good year because that's when I was born. <laughs> Of course it's a good year. <laughs> um, yes, this album is called Blackfoot Strikes. and um, It's got a cobra <clears throat> on it. It has a cobra on it <laughs> and on the front. Um, they like animals on their covers. Don't, don't yeah. They have one with, the, with like a with cougar. A panther. And, yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah. And and on the back cover you have guys with very tight pants. But they look really cool. <laughs> they look really cool. They all have long hair. I think rockers nowadays... There's not enough long-haired rockers nowadays. Yeah, there's too many bald people in rock. Not only... No, that's not... I mean, if, you know, if you can't help it and you get bald, bo- that's of course not the problem. I think it's oh, choosing you, that, to cut your hair short. Yeah, I mean, that's when you buy a wig. Come yeah. on. Do, do like Kiss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Buy a wig. <laughs> no, they look really cool. But how do, um, would you describe Blackfoot as a as a southern rock band compared to, for example, like Outlaws or Linden Skinner? Or I think they're in a very similar vein. They're extremely melodic. Um, um, if uh, if I had to pick what's better, Outlaws or Blackfoot, uh, for me it's in the same vein. I couldn't say. Maybe Nicker has an opinion on that, but I, I uh, think for me it'd be Outlaws because I think I could if I made a best of, I could put more songs into. The, okay. The, yeah. I, yeah. I think. Yeah. For me, it's kind of even Steven. Uh, I think it's an awesome band, and um, yeah, that uh, Wishing Well version of the free song is is really good, and. Um, the best song on this album was called Left Turn on a Red Light. It's the third song and I think that's the one if you want to get into Blackfoot that you should start with. Silver one way to 
Left Turn on a Red Light by Blackfoot from the album Strikes. From, was it 1979? Yeah. The good yes. year of the good, 1979. The good year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best year. Nick, you have one album left. Yeah. So, um, I have Coven. Um, and this is, I think, the third album? Or I, is it the I second? I think so. Yeah. it's called The album's called Blood on the Snow. And before... I met Johanna, I've heard of Coven and I've only seen the first album and heard songs of that on compilations and stuff. Uh, so I knew about the band, but I didn't own the record or anything. So uh, I don't know anything about Coven. What, what kind of band is this? They're That's from Chicago. and Kind of the first, uh, I don't know. Satanic, satanic rock band. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you know how in the late sixties there was, you know, a lot of people were dabbling a lot in spirituality, and Coven were one of the, basically with that hippie spirit. But you know, when like Altamont happened with the Stones, where it turned kind of like, not everything was flower power anymore. Was there so much love in the air anymore? Yes. No. So, so Coven is like full on satanic mass on stage. Um, the lead singer, uh, Jinx Dawson, you know, long uh, blonde hair, um, great, soulful, big voice. She was, I think, only 18 when the first album came out. And the first album came out in 68, I think. And it's called uh, Witchcraft Destroys Minds and Reaps Souls. And there was even a black mess on the album. There's some real good rockers on there, but in between... Oh. <laughs> I destroyed the microphone. <laughs> in between, <laughs> you have, you know, uh, satanic masses and stuff. Uh, and it's uh, it's actually a really cool, uh, obscure band. And somehow this band got drowned out and um, uh, never had the chance to really become big because there was, you know, these like horrible contracts with record companies. It was one of those bands that got really unlucky okay. and kind of fell under the wheels with it. But they, and maybe it was also because of the content, the satanic content. But there's some really good rockers on that first album and this Blood on the Snow album. The song that got me hooked is Blue Blue Ships. I actually think this album is better than the first album that is the coolest album to like but I, li I like this one sweet life you were always quite contrary does it make a difference on the other side as I sit here watching from the quiet mortuary does it mean so much now that I have died Ships sailing out across the sea But you couldn't do better without me Blue, blue ships sailing out across the sea But you couldn't do better without me And from the distance your home of London, Derry, and my empty heart feels so contrived. Does it feel so much better, my southern dearie? And a memory comes to cloud around my mind. Oh, oh, oh. Blue, blue ships sailing out across the sea. 
Good Blue Blue Ships by Coven and the album Blood on the Snow. This was much more mellower than I thought. When well, you... they have rockers too. Yeah. Okay. But this is the one I, I, that somehow the chord changes and the melody really, really got to mm-hmm. me. Nicky and Johanna, thank you very much for thank visiting you. and be guesting uh, Skivsnack. And uh, hope to uh, hope you can inspire each other to find more music. Thank you very much for having us. It was a pleasure. Could keep talking for hours. (laughs) Och än en gång, var gärna med och stötta Skivsnacks crowdfunding så vi kan fortsätta göra fler avsnitt. Länk dit hittar du på skivsnack.com Följ oss gärna även på Facebook och Instagram. Tack till Taket för hjälp med grafisk form. Jag heter Stefan Sundberg. Hej då! (laughs) 